Hello, friend. Welcome to the Watery Desho podcast. We are so happy to have the pleasure of your company. If this is your first time listening, sit back, relax. We hope you enjoy. If you are coming back because you enjoy our content and you'd like to support us, you can go to our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Desho. We've got all kinds of fun rewards and bonus content like early access, Discord roles, additional audio and video content, all in three budget-friendly tiers. If you're not able to support us financially, no biggie. We totally understand. If you'd like to help us out uh, for free, you can always give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, which helps our discoverability. You can follow us on SoundCloud, on Twitter, at WaterWeDeshow. You can always send us an email at WaterWeDeshow at gmail.com if you want to correspond with us. We may not get to read every correspondence on the show, but I can promise you that we do read and try to respond to every single one because we do love our community, which we hope you'll be a part of. Thank you for your kind attention, friend. And without further ado, let's get to the show. Good evening, ladies, gentlemen, and MPs, and I'm wearing a hat that doesn't fit me. One size fits all is a lie. Anyone who tells you differently, they are liars. And you may you may hit them repeatedly. But no, actually, I'm not that person. I'm instead actually Urshin, and we're here today on Waridesho's stream of thought, covering Vinland Saga, episode 22, Lone Wolf. But I'm not alone. You know, I've got a man who's not wearing a hat, but he also has a lot more hair than me, and presumably a lot smaller head as well, so he could actually wear one if he wanted. I'm, of course, referring to the Soul Doctor. It's me, the plaid kaiju. All up in this. <laughs> uh, I will not be wearing this for long, folks. So for those of you who have joined us from the outset, enjoy this spectacle of me looking like a tit. More than usual, mind you. I'm sure that, you know, I'm going to preempt all the jokes on this one. People are uh, going to be mad when they come in and they've missed it. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, yeah, they can always rewind it. You know, this is the joy of modern YouTube and modern mm-hmm. streaming. Like all the embarrassing shit, like, you know, just uh, it, it's never gone. It's never forgotten. Um, but anyway, on top of that, I also have this. That's mead. I don't actually have a drinking horn to go with it, though. I didn't go that far. Most because all the drinking horns I could find that were on Amazon looks like complete shit. And this is the same... I got the hat from Amazon as well. And this looks like complete shit. So, you know. But anyway, uh, the reason we're doing this is because uh, we need to do a little bit of housekeeping before we get started on actually talking about the episode prop, which is to say that because, of course, it's Christmas, this is going to be the last time we'll be streaming uh, on on youtube and such uh for the rest of the year uh doc will not be, be around next week yeah mm-hmm. yeah and then of course there's the interim uh, final episode that happens between um <clears throat> uh, christmas and new year but we're not going to be able to actually do those live uh so i'm going to ask a favor from you all at home and i will actually remind you all to have a look at it later if you've not already done it by then we have a poll going currently on our twitter which is asking how you want us to do the final two episodes and there's two ways we can do it we can still record during like the off time that we're not going to be able to do live streaming. So we could, in theory, for example, do uh, one episode. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. 
Uh, we could do one episode, for example, next week uh, as a regular podcast, and then we do the episode the following week as another regular podcast. Or alternatively, we could do uh, two episodes all in one. Uh, it'll be on January the 7th, if I recall correctly, from what that we is and I discussed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So currently it's kind of neck and neck. Right, that's it. I was waiting for that second. <laughs> I think I think I held on pretty well, if you may, if I may say so myself, to keep uh, the hat on that yeah. long. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so I'm I'm proud of that. You know, uh, maybe I'll do another attempt next year if we ever talk about Vinland Saga again. See how long I can keep it on my head for. Uh, anyway, that aside, it's actually kind of neck and neck at the moment as to what people want us to do. But of course, there is still time. Uh, for us to actually, uh, you know, get more answers on that and decide how you want us to cover the final two episodes of Vinland Saga. So yeah, get on Twitter, at uh, Waridesho, have a look for the poll. Uh, I'm sure that Doc gets some opportunities. He'll stick it in the uh, chat as well at some point for you to mm. have a look mm -hmm. at. Um, we would very much like to have that answered in the next two days just so we can decide how we're going to proceed. Yeah. Um, but, um, and that's why I... Oh, sorry, go on. Note that, you know, are you sad that Warri Desho will not have any content for you over the holidays. Oh, no boy. doubt. I'm sure that you are. But if well, you are a um... if you're a free a free tier listener, not a patron, we're going to be releasing next week not one, not two, but three full mm. episodes uh all about Studio Ghibli movies. Yeah, toast to Studio Ghibli. <laughs> clink clink. Hell yeah. Um it is I will not be... be drinking much of this, by the way, because it is quite strong, and it is still technically a work night for me. <laughs> okay, I will be saving. That's it. all right. Plus, I've never actually, I've never actually had mead before, so this is the point where you get to see me do a real live spit take of incredibly expensive alcohol. I'm interested. Enjoy, to see. enjoy, enjoy that for. Plus, I want to be relatively sober for this discussion. I know that's difficult for me, but there we are. Um, uh, oh, <clears> so <throat> the movies are. Just in case anyone is curious, we're going to be talking about Laputa Castle in the Sky. The Tale of Princess Kaguya mm -hmm. and Princess Mononoke. They are all very meaty deep dives, like two and a half, three hours. So yep. upwards, of, you know, probably around eight hours total of content from us next week. If you're a free user, patrons should have them all at the end of this week. Um, so, hey, if you want them all now, then go head on over to patreon.com. Yeah. Slash Desho. But if you're free, uh, you know, and only check out the stream of font, then uh, look forward to those on our, they, will, they won't be on YouTube, they will be on our SoundCloud and Apple Pod, so you'll have to subscribe to those feeds to get yep. them. I will put them on YouTube at some point, but I just won't be able no, to before yeah, the year's over. Indeed. Uh, but Doc's neglecting to mention that that's not the only content we're going to be bringing for mm. you at Christmas. Mm -hmm. uh, although, uh, I'm going to be very circumspect about it, as I have been want to. I forgot uh, about I'm that. I am currently in the process of finishing off a script for a bad Christmas anime. Uh, it will be finished hopefully by the end of tomorrow, and I will have it all recorded, edited, and uploaded for your enjoyment on the 23rd. That is for everyone, by the way, not just for patrons. Everyone gets access to it. Now, again, like Doc said, this will be available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and the like. It will not have a YouTube form for a while. But nonetheless, you will, you know, if you like hearing me, you know, have my brain just like turn into jello all the time as i scream loudly at a piece of shit show then i'm going to provide that content for you as well you get to see me like give myself christmas coal so that's there uh, and tokyo if I'm not godfathers mistaken, yes tokyo yeah. godfathers will be coming uh free as well so we're really filling up the stocking this we year are. we're doing we're doing quite a lot for you all just there. So I hope you all enjoy away. it just just totally oh, yeah. giving it away to you because all you stream of thoughters have been good 
uh, ladies, gentlemen, and envies. So mm-hmm. we thought we'd give you stuff, and uh, I don't know, maybe maybe if you get a free taste, maybe you'll you'll come back for more at the uh, behind the paywall. So indeed, because uh, the uh, the um, the one I'll be doing, uh, the secret Christmas show. Uh, that's in the same kind of style as when I covered Shield Hero and Akikin. So again, if you like to imagine like <laughs> me just like smashing my head against a keyboard repeatedly, thinking what the hell am I doing with all my spare time, then that's that. Can so I go? Can I tell someone them what it's not going to be? Because when you mm. say like a Christmas show that should be, someone just might be like, "Oh, he's going to do It's Date My Santa," right? Which well, we already, already fucking that. did. We, we already did that no. <laughs> with Buggy a couple of years ago. Oh um, man. That was that was a an ear shrieking like what a what, that was like boy, torture like it boy. was it was like it was just pure agony that I swear can I come on to son of a bitch I, yeah <laughs> like, we did that don't make, I'll meet him in the streets honestly let's put it that way I'll and hit him over the head with my cheap pli- uh, plastic Viking hat but anyway mm. uh, so yeah um I just wanted to say like because of course we are going to be wrapping up and closing up shop kinda as of the end of today. Uh, just firstly to thank everyone who's joined us for discussing Vinland Saga over these past couple of weeks. It is a shame we don't unfortunately get to see it out on live stream uh, as it airs, uh, you know, in the next two weeks or so. But it just is what it is, unfortunately. We're both busy people with families and such around Christmas. Um, so it'll be what it'll be, but we'll still make sure it's covered one way or the other. But we would like your participation deciding mm-hmm. how we do that. Uh, and otherwise, I'm now going to have this. So cheers, everyone. You know what's very you know what's scary about this, Doc? Hmm. I could drink this straight from the bottle. It's very, very sweet. People have said that to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I could literally chuck this down like with no careful like, oh yeah, great times, great times. Look, 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 look. And then like in maybe like an hour I'd be completely tanked. Just, yeah. So this so unfortunately, folks, this is the last like amount of mead I will have for today. I'll be drinking more of it over the Christmas period, of course. Uh, but yeah, uh, cheers to you, everyone, who's joined us throughout uh, Vinland Saga and indeed all of our other content that we provide over the year. We've been very productive, more mm-hmm. so than I otherwise would have expected. Um, I'm as surprised I actually finally developed a sense of a work ethic, would you believe? But hey, you know. Oh, Chris, listen, you're selling yourself short. You, yeah, this, this man below me in the YouTube has been, <laughs> I call him the hardest working man in pod business for a good reason, because he is very, very dedicated, uh, and always grievous like, injury to my own like sense of well-being, well being, my mental, stuff. emotional health. Yeah, you know, but also the good stuff. Also the good stuff. Listen, I don't. I'm not throwing. I, I don't want to to make this sound like an insult to other people, but I have worked collaboratively with a number of different people on podcast projects in particular, and also writing mm-hmm. ones and. You, you know, we're going to turn this into a little bit of a love fest here for Christmas. Oh, God. You're, like, easily, like, the most uh, reliable and diligent person. You know, if you say you're going to be there and you're going to record a thing, you make it a priority to do so. And, you know, you're not married. You don't have kids like myself. But, um, but look, you're a, a pleasure to work with because of that. And... You have like kept so. In other words, in other words, you're not going to let me ever get married and have kids. No, you stay <laughs> single. Goddamn it! <laughs> fa- fa- thanks a fucking bunch for that, Doc. Great. Well, uh, I suppose I'll drink some my continued anime bachelorhood anyway. <laughs> All right. 
No more mead, anyway. Mead. All right, so anyway, we've done all the house uh, the housekeeping that we need to do for the moment. Let's actually crack on by talking yep. about the episode proper. Uh, number 22, Lone Wolf. Uh, Doc, do you have the polls from the last week? Um, I will get them presently. Mm. Uh, I, I I grabbed the poll and put it in the chat about, um, you know, how how the fans want to get uh, the next two. But now I have the polls from last week. Here we go. And before we begin, actually, I just want oh, to point yeah. out that we actually got quite a lot of engagement on some of these polls. So uh, thank you to everyone who took part in them, as always. Uh, I really appreciate when people get into, like, the more, like, ambiguous, like, what do you think kind of questions that get thrown out there? Totally. And that's certainly something we'll be continuing to do. Uh, maybe throw a couple of goofy ones in here and there. But I do like it when people get engaged with discussion and, like, offer varying opinions for what are perfect to themselves, like, perfectly legitimate reasons and readings of the material. So keep it up, guys. Keep it up. Please anyway, do. Uh, hit me, Doc. Uh, you... I just noticed that hashtag spoon nonce is trending in the uk on twitter what the fuck does that mean <laughs> you you're the representative is that, is, that our, is, is, is that our first poll for this particular episode then what the fuck does spoon nonce mean it might be i mean i mean i know i've got like i know i've got like you know the face and all that so if you want to actually photoshop a spoon over my face uh from any still of this particular stream i'll give you free license for it. you can put hashtag spoon on so just send me a post but isn't like five or something isn't a nonce like a pedophile uh, no, I don't, I certainly haven't heard that, uh, before. I thought it was just more of an idiot. Okay, I, <laughs> tune in later when we've Google. had time to Google this. Anyway. Well, this is the entirety of our stream now, this is the next two hours to try to figure this out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, just like reading back to you, Tritter, 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 Twitter trends. Alright, no, poll number one from Vinland Saga, 21. Which moral system do you reckon Thorfinn follows? Renegade. Took it with 81%. Paragon mm-hmm. languishing with 19 Uh Poll 2, does Thorfinn realize on some level that killing Ashy Lad will give him no joy or finality in the end? Yes. Takes this one with 59% to knows 41 Still, though, we're kind of even, you know. Yeah, that's closer than you, than you might think. Um, I think that's a credit to the show, actually. Mm, I would agree. Uh, poll three. This one is far more lopsided, Shadon. <laughs> well, no surprises there. I mean, there's only one wrong answer with this one. Is Gunner the worst spy in human history? 97% said absolute fail. <laughs> and 3% said no, he's just playing it up. That is. You uh, could have spied him from orbit. That's how obvious he is. Come on. The 3% believe he is in deep, deep, deep cover. <laughs> just doing the double fake out you know what i mean oh yeah he's just he's just like you know so stupid that he circles back around against being a genius yeah that they're like he's so obviously a spy that there's no way he can be but that, that's what he wants him to think uh i don't know how that exactly works but that's a well, like that, well it's like i've said before though i think he's got a wonderful career ahead of him as a dick dastardly cosplayer uh, uh, yes truly um if they if ever do like uh like Shakespeare was an idiot, then you could cast that guy. He has a the Shakespeare haircut, uh, but he, he does doesn't have the pointy either. beard though. He just has the mustache, if I recall correctly. The the, the twirly mustache. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and finally, poll four: Why or how did Ashilad miss Bjorn's vitals in their duel? Three answers to this one possible. Uh, the winner taking fifty seven percent 
was that it was a complete accident. Mm-hmm. Um, 41% said it was reluctance to kill him, and 2, 2% of you meanies out the there... Da- the dark horse, Anson. <laughs> ...to make him suffer. He's just gaslighting him at the Not end. Not even Ascalon. <laughs> Not even is what I would say to that. No, he's he's done some dickish things in his time, and uh, we will learn in a moment when I relate the story of this episode, like, the layers to which his dickishness, like, expands a little bit. We get a bit more, you know, of his backstory and how he's learned the art of being a complete tool to people. Mm -hmm. You know, he's had a good teacher in Millie and his father, but hey. Yeah. So can I ask you right up front, before we get into the creators, um, Mm -hmm. so this episode um, had some... uh, portions of it that were either like redrawing what we had already seen or retelling from a different point of view or expanding on what we already knew particularly the portion um where it talked about Ascalad's childhood Mm-hmm. Do you recall if it contradicted anything when he talked about it before No I I I don't think so okay. um, from my from my memory I think we got a very we got like the Cliff Notes Wikipedia article summary from him previously, but this is like the journey from him, like you know, being in the situation he found himself originally with his mother. Because you recall the episode, like you know, where he was like carrying her up the beach, right? Well, that happened later, uh, presumably after Olaf was killed. Okay, that'd be that'd be my guess that that followed later yeah. after the conclusion of this flashback. Die, fucking um, snowman! Die, <laughs> cartoon CG snowman! <laughs> <laughs> Um. Well, you, well, to be fair, like, you know, the actual theme of Finland Sire is let it go, so. <laughs> Dude. You laugh. You please, laugh because I'm right. Please, someone, you, like, you, dub that over the OP. <laughs> you, you, laugh, you laugh because I'm right. It's good. There you go. It's a, it's a good shout. So yeah. are you ready well, to hear about... Oh, no, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. You know, so, yeah, just to, like, continue, like, with the flashback theme, like, I... I did note, like, that they did reuse footage from the previous episode for the first, like, minute and a half. Which I'm. I think they redrew it. I think they redrew it though. I I don't know. Like I, I'm gonna leave that for the second. Way better. Way better. This whole episode. AI AI, AI upscaled. Yeah. Okay. To be fair, the episode does look pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, Particularly the fight between Asgard and Olaf. That was ridiculously well done. Yeah. But I suppose I'm getting ahead of myself here. So yeah. uh, Anyway, carry on. Uh, Let's hear about the creatives. All right. So episode twenty-two, Koro, Lone Wolf was written by, as usual, Ihara and Seiko, our boy. And it was directed by... This is someone who hasn't directed an episode yet, so it's the first time in a long time that we have someone who is um, in the director's chair that hasn't done it before. Yasuo Ejima. Or, no, sorry, just Ejima. There's no Ima, it's just Ejima. So, (laughs) this is a... Oh, you know what? No, I'm wrong again. It is HMI. God damn it. We were ju- you were just trying to fill out like letters in the Scrabble score, weren't you? You just wanted to get all of them okay. on the board. Triple the, word score, Doc? The capital I shoved in between. Like, I, my eyes are just, just call him Bob. Just, just, just call him Bob and I've done with it. <laughs> no, I refuse. I will recognize these people for their <laughs> accomplishments. HMI, it's fair, it's fair. Yasuo. Uh, like a serial episode director, Shadon. Like, has a really, really long CV of stuff from the last decade. And, you know, it's some occasional storyboarding, occasional unit directing, but mostly mm-hmm. episode directing. Like, 
he's like a mercenary just going from <laughs> studio to studio going oh you, what you, do you need you, might... you need me to direct episode 10 or something episode 7 episode 14 i'm here i don't care what it is i'll, t- I'll do so it. he's so he's the Ascalade of anime pretty much right yeah he's just a mercenary for hire he's done everything do from jojo's bizarre adventure to kill the kill the kino's journey to jesus professor layton to you know card fight vanguard uh all of these IQ. things like they, they they are they're not quite the same so he's certainly versatile i'll give no. him that much no and and he's you know he's got some those were all really good shows but he's done like school rumble and release the spice mm. and heat guy j legendarily bad anime heat guy j forgettable encouragement of climb second season so yeah he's all over the place just directing like usually like one episode Sometimes just wants to put food on the table. Yeah, you know, occasionally it'll be like, you know, episodes four, eight, and twenty-five of When They Cry, for example. But then you'll get like he directed episode forty-six of Marshmallow Times. <laughs> you know, I, mean, I don't know what that is, but uh, to just jump in at forty-six without having done anything else is pretty great. That is that is impressive. Like, I mean, I have no idea what Marshmallow Times is, but like. Okay, I'm, I'm coming in. It's episode 47. I'm going to read the cliff notes for five minutes, and we're off. Yeah. Yeah, oh, episode 46 of 52. Um, what the hell? Yeah. There's no summary for what this is on ANN. No plot summary. I don't know if this is a short or an actual show. Is it time for me to start taking notes on what to, you know, flagellate myself with next year? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. There's not even a rating. Usually these things will have some kind of this crowdsourced a, rating. Hmm, but. This is an anomaly, and it, it, it piques my interest. It's from so 15 you, years ago. Well, that, they've been worse. Mm-hmm. They've so. been anime that have been released, like, you know, recently that have looked like shit and actually been shit. So the age is not so much the problem here, but I'm intrigued by this mystery show. I know. So you do take note of that, Doc, and I'll uh, I'll put that on these deals. Also, uh, shouts to Dana, who's joined us in the chat. Hello, Dana. Nice to have you, Lisa. Welcome. You doing well? You missed me wearing a silly hat before. I'm so sorry. You'll have to see that one, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, let's get started talking about the episode. So, it actually, well, it picks up pretty much where we left off last time, which is to say that, you know, Asclad stumbled and decides to, you know, non-facely wound his best friend, who he never accepted his best friend until that moment. Whoops. Oh, well, she happens. I mean, when you and me, Jewel Doc, like, you know, at least we'll be using foam swords. Just saying. Will we? What? Oh, what? You think you're going, you know, full lethal? Oh, no, fuck. we can go. We can go. You know, the the kendo sticks, like the bamboo. So that oh, way, we no. won't kill each other, but we'll remember. Mm-hmm. You know. Fair enough. Fair enough. So after the OP, uh, well, it's Forfin's turn now. <clears throat> you know, he's gonna pick up uh, and fight Askeladd in yet another duel. Which I think at this point, you know, has become its own kind of wrestling rivalry. Indeed, this entire episode, or a lot of it, feels coached in what either, to me, read as fighting game life lessons or, you know, dad advice, shall we say. But we'll get to that. Um, so, Thorfinn doesn't actually attack him right away until Asklad actually throws his sword down. Uh, this is, by the way, uh, preceded by Canute and Forkel. Almost turning into wrestling commentators. I really wish they had like a desk and like actual headphones like mine and they could just sit down and just like be commentating it. I reckon they'd have great chemistry actually, those two. I mean, you've got Farkel who's like, well, he's Farkel. He's got the big booming voice, you know. He's like the, uh, he's like that really sort of, uh, 
God damn it. Who was he who did the Guilty Gear moment that was so whenever the guy walked away from the controller? He's like, the guy with the big, deep voice in that. And and Canute is the more sort of mild-mannered play You're thinking play play. Obama, I think. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. In that case, Canute is, mag- uh, sorry, Canute is uh, Ryan Hunter I'm going with. Mm-hmm. That's that's a that's a that's an in joke there for the guilty community. He might also have a passing interest in Vinland Saga. Uh, but anyway, moving away from that. So, uh, Farkel notes something really interesting though, which is that you'd think on paper that because uh, Farkel is bigger than Askeladd, like that. Oh, you know what? Like Farkel's the strongest of the lot, but Farfin's beaten him. So you then have that kind of logic triangle. Where if I can beat Farkel, then I can be Asgard. But Farkel himself recognizes that it's not as simple as that. And indeed, it plays out in practice because after disarming himself, Farfin goes in and he just gets dismantled. It's just a completely one-sided route. Beats it's the shit not out of him. Even... <laughs> I mean, it gives Guts some ideas for his later duel with Griffith, you know, on the same hill. Get it over and done with in one hit. But no, he's pounding the crap out of him. And at that point, even Farkel says. This isn't a duel. This is this is just pathetic. This is sad. Yeah. If you've um, ever watched and, any sport, not just fighting sport, but like team sport of any kind, you'll know there's no such thing as transitive property. The whole like, mm-hmm. oh, well, team X beat team Y. So clearly team X uh, is better than team Y and team Y should lose to, to team Z because team Z beat it. And that's just not how it works <laughs> at all. No, there are too many variables not. at play. <laughs> nope. And... The thing is, like, uh, for uh, sorry, Askeladd actually says this outright to Farfin. He knows him, and he knows his habits. He reads him like a book. I mean, I made the fine game comparison, but it's true. Like, if you can read someone's habits in a fine game, you can outfight them. And indeed, that applies to actual physical combat. So even though he's completely unarmed, he just absolutely wails God. on Farfin until he's out cold, like headbutting him, kneeing him. It's uh, would you? Would is it fair to say he downloaded him? Oh yeah, he was absolutely 100%. downloaded. Yeah, it was just it was as we call it free. He was completely yeah. free. Thor- Thorfinn was free, no doubt. He he, he was free for free, even shall we say? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he knocks him out, and he's like laying in some actual truth uh, to him as well, saying like you've always been an idiot. Like even baits him by calling him a boy, like mocking him like that at the start of the duel. He then takes up his sword, actually moves to kill him. He moves to land the finishing blow, even though he's obviously never done that before because, well, Farfin's still alive. But Canute intervenes. Uh, now, Asclad actually isn't physically stopped by Canute, I should note, but rather he decides at the last second not to finish off Farfin. Even though he probably really should have done, to be quite honest, because he's been a fucking pain in his backside for all this time. But uh, Farfin is brought round by Canute and told, look, okay, look, relax. The duel's over. Wait until you've healed. He's basically being the Mickey to his rocket. Although I don't think we'll ever get, you know, the uh, get up your son of a bitch because <laughs> Canute loves your line, as much as I would like that. Um, but Askeladd is not done yet, you know, dropping truth bombs on uh, Forfin. Indeed, I would argue the duel actually did not really end with his, like, you know, being knocked out. Because mm. as much as Askeladd physically dismantled him, at this point now he's going in on him mentally and emotionally by laying out some hard truth. And this is where, you know, we get less than time with Askeladd as he sits down and says, mm-hmm. gather around, children, I've got a tale to tell you. And this is his backstory. Sit on Uncle Ash's knee. Yep. And he wants to explain to Thorfinn, like, why it keeps turning out the way it does. 
But yeah, he pulls up a pew and explains what happened when he was growing up and how he killed his own father. The very first man he murders, as a matter of fact. And we then transition to a flashback which opens up with uh, an axe being forged. And I'm not going to belabor this too much as an actual talking point, but I want to note that I think this is genius because this is literally the backstory of how Askeladd as a person was forged. So it's a perfect, like, visual metaphor for the story that we've got right here. Great start there. I really like it. But we learn why... We learn why he got his uh, name, which is to say that because he worked the forge at that particular blacksmith so much and also other, you know, really disgusting menial jobs, he was always covered in crap. So that's where he got the nickname from. He's a nasty lad. Yep. So his mother, of course, is living in the stables, sick and ill, as, as you might expect from the previous flashbacks we've had. But we now actually get to see Olaf for the first time. And no, he's not a jolly little snowman. Uh, he's, you know, got three things in mind, uh, which is... You know, drinking, killing, and fucking. Uh, not quite put in such terms in the actual show, although I believe that was more what it was in the manga. Which, I mean, it's like I said in our Discord chats, I mean, that sounds like the uh, title of a death metal album. But, yeah. no, it's just it's it just his di- it's just his day job. Was it Yuki who said that he looked like Maximilian Dude? <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> and now I'm not going to be able to see that dude. either. <laughs> it's killing me right now. More than the, yeah... Jesus Incredible. Christ, I felt like I felt like hearing that. Just I felt like I'd just gone through an entire pack of cigarettes in one go for all you the can't, life expectancy. You can't to... unsee it. <laughs> no, that's it. It's over. So, uh, anyway. what's he called? What's his name in the... Uh, what's his father's name? Olaf. Oh, thank you. Uh, why yeah. did I forget? I was making the jokes. All right, thank you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, things are pretty bad for Askeladd, and... He notes how his mother has kind of gradually lost her mind over the years, including how she continues to repeat the tale that he told us previously of Artorias, the warrior from across the sea, healing his wounds in paradise, who will eventually return to, you know, drive out the barbarians and right all the wrongs and sins of the past, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. But of course, Askeladd, even at a young age, is a pragmatist, and he recognizes it's been 500 years, you know, I don't think he's coming. I think you're waiting for nothing here. Now, obviously, he doesn't say as much to his mother because he still loves her, but he's aware of the reality of it nonetheless. So we then cut to the next scene, which is that his mother one day actually leaves the stables when Olaf is coming back from a battle, and she prostrates herself at his feet, thinking that he is Artorius, without even recognizing, unfortunately, that this is the man who raped her. This so, hurt me, man. This is yeah, hard that, to watch. That, it was, and Olaf actually makes to kill her. But Askeladd intervenes in an astonishingly well-animated fight scene. Like, for me, again, I won't belabor this as an actual talking point, but I don't think Vinland Saga itself is an action show. No. I think that people might be deluded into thinking that it's an action show, but it certainly isn't. Uh, four Kale playing battleships notwithstanding and uppercutting a horse. By the way, uh, we now have two great uppercuts in this we show. Do. Because I forgot to we mention, sure do. <laughs> I, I forgot to mention that uh, Askeladd Shroyukin's <laughs> yep. forfin. He did lift him I off just, the ground with that. For yeah, sure. I just, I mean, he knows like the DPs have in both frames, so <laughs> that's why he was trying to avoid the attack. Works perfectly. Uh, but no, uh, this fight scene is shockingly well animated, and I'm really, really impressed by it. It felt very kinetic, and also I love the shifting of the camera as well to like give it a sense that things are moving around, mm-hmm. not like shaky, jerky Paul Greengrass bullshit, but more like you know, no, that the fight's moving elsewhere, and it actually gives it a real sense of kinetic energy. 
So Asgard puts up a very good fight despite having never actually held a sword before. And he notes that, bear in mind everything we've said about Thor's and Thorfinn as well, that it felt natural in his hands, but also felt like a stained reminder that the blood of his father, you know, the man who raped his mother and left her in the state that she is, uh, in his veins. He feels cursed by it, even embarrassed. So he loses, of course, in the end, because, you know, for all that he feels natural to him, he still hasn't been trained in the art of warfare like his father, and he's also still not taught to ride the teacups. So there's only so far you can go with that. But anyway, uh, Olaf asks him, uh, firstly, is that, you know, is that your mother, I think it was? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sorry. And he says, are you my son? Yep. And Asgard, having noted previously that all of Olaf's illegitimate bastard children, like, you know, they get Jon Snow to basically, they get sent off elsewhere without being named after him. Um, but he says yes. And I have to say, like, I don't know if this is just me reading into it, but I really, really like the actor's delivery of this line as if it was something he didn't want to admit. Yep, this is great. Like, it was a great little line that I really appreciate, especially the hesitation. It's not something that they felt proud of. If but, only, by the oh, way, you talk about Jon Snow, if only Olaf had made Askeladd take the black, he'd still be alive. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll get to that soon enough. So Olaf actually take, doesn't take him, you know, make him take the black, but rather he takes him into his care yeah, in the no, hall and yeah. starts training him in warfare. And Askeladd, you know, the title of this episode is Lone Wolf, but what is the, you know, the phrase that goes along with wolves in a lot of, like, you know, folklore? The wolf among sheep's clothing. In, in sheep's clothing, yeah. So Asgard plays. I like part. I like wolf among sheep's clothing though. I just that imagine was, him was, like going through a sheep's closet. Just be like, yeah, that that no, that's, that's the, mm, yeah, this that, is like too like unfashionable. This is pretty drab. This is just this color doesn't suit me. Oh yeah, this looks good. This one looks good. I'm gonna cosplay as a wooloo. It's gonna no, be great. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's just me stammering, unfortunately. But anyway, um, point being. Uh, he plays the part, he dutifully does, you know, all of his military training, you know, spars with his father, gets along well with his half-brothers. He's the, you know, he's the model, like, bastard child spawned by a raping and pillaging, you know, feudal lord. Great. And then, Askeladd, clearly having listened to this podcast many times and decided to take my advice, that I offered to Thorfinn numerous times, fucking murders Olaf in his sleep. Yeah. And you know what, and you know what's brilliant? Like, even though he's only 13 at this point, Askeladd does it with his brother's sword because he knows this is well before the point which we're going to get CSI Vinland and that th- no one's going to be able to tell that his fingerprints are on it or anything like that. So obviously his brother takes the fall for it. And I, I had to laugh at this, Barry, because his brother gets hanged, but he's also been stabbed. I'm like, isn't that redundant? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess I didn't pick up on that. But you're I, right. I, had, I, had, I, had, I had a good laugh at that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... But nonetheless, like, Asgard does that for two reasons. Firstly, to keep himself alive, though. And secondly, also to, you know, try and inherit the titles and property uh, from Olaf's house. Probably didn't actually turn out in the way he wanted, given the life he currently leads now. Although, again, we are, of course, getting uh, only a partial, um, uh, you know, account, really. We're not getting the full backstory of Asgard from then to Asgard's now. But nonetheless, he concludes the lesson, which is that well, I've said it many times, you know, if you truly hate someone, dispense with formalities, come up with a plan and kill them when they can't fight back. And it worked out. Or did it? Which we'll discuss or later. It. It, or did it, yeah. So that's the end of the lesson. Anyway, 
he says to Thorfinn, you're never going to beat me. I, I know you too well. I know, like, how to play you like a fiddle. And Thorfinn, like, has only really one response, which is just to start screaming at him. Because Askeladd is entirely correct. I mean, if he wasn't correct, he'd be dead by now. He, he does know how to read him like a book, as evidenced by what happened earlier in this very episode. But yeah, he continues to drive the point home as he's insulting him, calling him an idiot. And he even says, like, hey, guess what? I'll just guess I'll have to thank Force for all of this, which is the moment, like, Thorfinn truly snaps. Um, Thorkell calls this all pathetic. And I do have to wonder why Thorkell isn't more inquisitive to, like, the background of this. Admittedly, he and Canute do discuss it, and neither of them have any clue why Askeladd and Thorfinn have been dueling for so long, even though they can tell yeah. that numerous duels have indeed happened. Uh I'm not going to criticize the episode or the show for that, by the way, because I think that ultimately that's kind of the point, that whatever reasoning there was back then has now kind of lost its, you know, point, shall we say? Right. You know, it's gone on long enough. It's like baked into Thorfinn's DNA now. It's like, Mm -hmm. does he even know why? You know what I mean? It's just so buried (sighs) beneath, like, the sediment of years and pain and violence. Yeah, exactly. And so... Asgard leaves to go take Bjorn's body away, presumably to give him a proper burial. <coughs> yeah. What up? And, and he... Go on. Just... What an amazing show, man. Like... Just to... And the, the manga, too. I mean, just the story, I guess. Like, what a character, Asgard. Because, yeah, you just have him, you know, brutalizing a kid. You have him telling a story of how he, like a fucking robot, almost, like, buried his hatred down deep and served that revenge up cold as can be, even after, like, pretending to love his dad and being a respectful son and, you know, getting along with his brothers and, and, you know, he put up Mm -hmm. that for two years and then he kills him and frames the brother. Immediately after that, we see him lovingly pick up his fallen comrade to go give him a burial, like... Holy shit, man. Like He's even still bantery of him. Oh, you're so you're, you're you're stiff. You're so stiff now. now. Like what a I mean he's he's just such a human, he's a, right? Such a sh- shades and shades and you know being three dimensional and all. Yeah. That. Of, of, it's of, like this show's got good writing. I know. I know. Like God, it's so good, dude. <laughs> mm. But that's not where the episode concludes, because to round off after, you know, Canute like continues to tell him, hey look, just rest up and all that, you know, this is pointless. It's nothing you can do. Uh, Thorfinn, like, kind of walks over to uh, a nearby tree, and he starts chronologically flashing back to various events that we've seen for the show, various flashpoints in his life, mm-hmm. and the last one that he stops at is not as I originally hoped as I saw this, like, pan out in front of me, where it's him, like, you know, with his sister and mother and father back on that little, like, shoreline. No, the last image he has the last memory he stops at in this little, like, you know, film reel in his head is of that one of him scowling, like, furious cracks of hatred on his face the moment he first sees Asclad after he comes out on that boat the episode after Thor's dies. And he weeps, he screams and weeps It's at an what's ugly happened. cry. Like, kudos oh. to the voice actor again. Like, he really, like... All, all of the... All of the local birds and such flew away in shock after that, and there were dogs howling and everything. Yep. Yeah, no, it really was awful to hear. Punched me in the and, stomach, man. Like, the yeah. visual plus his his 
acting was so good. Never mind, ne never mind that we get to see Forth and actually hold up his knife and see the reflection of him freshly battered, you know, yep. like, by Ascalad, like, bruised and bleeding. And, well, I don't need to tell you, attentive, you know, anime consumer, that that's, you know, your obvious visual image of uh, him as a person more so than just how he's physically injured in the play this point in time right now. So, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, boy. Fucking God. Hell. I mean... <laughs> this is so great. The show's great. I know. It's really, really, like, nailed it in these past couple of episodes. Like, I do have to wonder, and I am speculating here, and this can kind of be a first talking point of mine, like, Mikosu Kimura, who does this, like, who does the manga, like, how much of it did he have planned out ahead of time? Because obviously it's not finished yet. He's still finishing up the final of the four arcs, this being the first one we're covering. But I do wonder to myself, like, you know, that the way that the show has played out so far, it felt like it was trying to refine itself a little bit <clears throat> after the first couple of episodes. Mm -hmm. And then now that we've got to the point where Canute is, you know, holding the reins and all that, and like, after, you know, all the wandering around and meandering, it's again striding forward so confidently with all its material and delivering great dividends and great payoffs for character beats that have been established. I mean, we've already had Ascalad's backstory, and in theory, I'd argue that what we got was... It was sufficient. We didn't necessarily need to have this fun, like to make the plot work, mm -hmm. but it, again, gives so much more nuance to his character. And also, by contrast, you know, then shows like how Thorfinn has failed throughout all this time. But also then, of course, you know, makes us wonder if all of that was worth it for Askeladd. But again, I wonder if Mikosu Kimura, like, if he genuinely planned every single bit of this out, or just was simply trying to find the manga, essentially, or the story, so to speak, and then at this particular point, minus a couple of episodes, has actually nailed it dead on. Yeah. I do wonder. No, goes to agreements. No disagree here. I, like, a anyway, totally. anyway. I have uh, gone on long enough about the episode in question, so uh, Doc, I'm going to pass over to you to. Well, actually, no, I'm going to intervene. I'm going to stop oh, no. because we have we have a patron question. Okay, uh, so we'll. Oh man, so we'll... <laughs> I've agonized about this. I put this up um, as a poll because I want to know what everybody feels like. I don't fucking know the answer to this, but yeah. Ask it. So let's give it a shout here to Fairwolf. Thank mm -hmm. you very much, Fairwolf, for throwing this question our way. Uh, by the way, if you want to give questions to us week on week as we cover shows live on the air. Uh, feel free to look at our Patreon. Uh, get yourself on that for as little as $2 a month. And, you know, you can ask us like questions like, well, what we're we going to get to now or even silly stuff, you know, anything you want for us to cover about the show. But Fairwolf's question goes thusly. Does Askeladd want Thorfinn to kill him? I mean, I don't have any fucking clue. <laughs> because... I mean, you, you could really argue both cases, I think, pretty well. Mm. You know, he's instructed him on how to do it in this episode, and clearly before now, he's thought, if I continue to beat this kid in a certain way, he will catch on. But because he hasn't seemed to catch on, I guess I have to put it out there. So, like, it, it feels like in a sense he does, but then again, he, he has all these, like... Um, very kind of intricate schemes that he's right in the middle of working and you think he'd want to like see those to the end or at least get them to like a certain point where he feels like all right y'all can handle this from here on out so i have no my answer is like i have no clue and maybe you'll convince I... me okay i've got a couple of thoughts on this the first is i think that 
my answer overall is that right now, no. But in the past, possibly. And I'll tell you why, because I'm going to point to a specific scene that I think that if, as uh, Al Danam has spoken about in chat, that I think Makoto Yukimura might have actually deliberately wanted to call back with Olaf's murder. Because do you recall when Thorfinn was still eight and how he actually snuck into Askeladd's room while he was sleeping, or thought he was asleep, with his knife and could have in theory stabbed him in the back then? And Askeladd was shown to have known that. But he didn't react. Like, he waited for him to try it. Right. Yes. One, you know, one might wonder, like, you know, that and maybe he didn't necessarily want to be killed, but rather he certainly, you know, didn't take any steps during that particular moment to, like, disarm Forth, and he just mm-hmm. knew he was there and waste him to make the next move. Whereas now, I don't think he wants Forthin to kill him because, well, obviously he nearly did actually end up killing him in this one. But let's also consider the differences between the two duels that we've had because I think that this actual little plot thread we've got going on here suffers a little bit from it being in an anime, and I'll tell you why. Because we've had a week-on-week gap between events that otherwise chronologically take place within minutes of each other. Sure. And I think are meant to be mirrors of each other in terms of what they mean for Askeladd. Right. How he duels Bjorn, and, you know, that's the loss of one of his friends, like, at the final time that he realizes it. But then see how he treats uh, Thorfinn afterwards. They are not friends in any way, shape, or form. Thorfinn has only ever been a tool to him. In every respect of the word. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, oh. Hey. So, I think that, you know, the reason Askeladd came so close to killing him this time around, rather than just leaving him to lick his wounds, is because, bear in mind what Askeladd has lost in the past couple of episodes. He's lost all of his men who've mutinied against him. He's nearly been killed himself. All of this in aid of, you know, a plan to try and put Canute on the throne. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, he is still freshly dealing with a grief that, while he might not be showing visually, uh, he still probably feels over the death of his only actual friend. And he's got this upstart little shit trying to, you know, keep this 10-year vendetta going. I can't blame him for having had enough. Like, even if he Thorfinn was useful for him, you know, as an intern, as uh, Sophie says, you know, he was there on a college credit, what shall we say. You know, even if he was doing that, like, the Asgard has no one else now. That's it. Thorfinn is a liability more than ever, precise because there is no one covering his back. And what more does he need him for at this point, really? They've got Thorkell. They've got Thorkell's men. Fuck, they need this little shit for. They don't, in my opinion. Yeah, they so, kind of don't. So, so my feeling is, basically, that I think in the past he might have dabbled with the idea of letting Thorfinn uh, kill him. Particularly in that little um, moment, like, you know, as I say, where Mm -hmm. you could argue that he was in his father's shoes again, you know, like, I've killed this kid's parents, whatever, you know, and left him a wreck. And I can see how, like, you know, Thorfinn stands now where I stood previously. So maybe I don't think it'd be unreasonable for him to, you know, take my life. But after everything else that's happened since then, 10 years later, you know, I think he's done with him. And I think the only reason perhaps he stops himself is because, well... Maybe he actually still has a little kernel of goodness in him and wants to try and give him the hard truth that will shake him out of this, like, you know, self-imposed, like, vendetta of his. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I kind of love... I mean, it certainly certainly has the effects on him. We will see. Um, I I think... Like, I kind of love that it is so ambiguous. Um, 
I really, really, I think it just speaks to the richness of Askeladd's character and the fact that, like, he hasn't just stated his intentions straight up, which is, like, a kind of normal thing that people usually aren't doing. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, I just think it's, it speaks to the writing of the show and how, how good it's been that you could argue both these cases. And mm-hmm. But I see where you're coming from. Because um, he, he, Askeladd sure did seem a lot more... Um, I don't know if listless is the right word, but, uh, you know, beyond kind of staying alive, he didn't really seem to have a grander purpose until Canute came on the scene. So mm-hmm. I could definitely see your uh, your argument here. So mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, thank you very much, Wolf. I know that's not quite a decisive answer, but I think that, again, it being indecisive, I think, speaks to the show's, like, writing. Now, granted, there are times when, you know, a lack of obvious character motivation or a lack of, you know, clear goals for them can be deeply problematic for fiction. You know, usually because it's been written like shit. Right, right. <laughs> but, but this, this is, is the exact that, opposite. Yeah. This The ambiguity here, in my opinion, is intentional on the writer's part as opposed to being the byproduct of, you know, unfocused direction. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm, I think that's a fascinating question. I'd certainly be curious to hear what people think of in the polls because uh, you mm-hmm. yourself put it up there. Indeed. All right. All right. So I've, again, spoken enough. Uh, Doc, I'll pass it over to you. Okay. Poll number one uh, may seem obvious. This is not a revelation, I don't think, but I just wanted to talk about it because it was great. The final scene of the fucking episode where mm. Thorfinn really gets to take a, hard, a long, hard look at himself in the reflection of his knife that he has stuffed into like a... a sling for his broken arm hand mm. and you know not only sees just how fucking beat up he is on the outside but like you said he starts to kind of take stock of how beat up he is on the inside and mm-hmm. the images that cross his mind are going backward in time chronologically mm-hmm. and he stops on like in like you pointed out that image of 10 years ago, that young boy, that tiny boy who was so angry that the bad man had killed his father. Mm-hmm. And I think he realizes that time kind of stopped for him in that moment. Yep. At- I'm, I mean, here's the way I see it. I think that every image that Thorfinn looks back on is kind of like a layer of armor that he's built over himself, like this calcified mass yep. uh, over his psyche. And I think that if you chip away at that, as he does in that moment, and strips all these layers away, like rings on the inside of a tree trunk, he gets the core of it. He is still the eight-year-old boy he was back then. No emotional growth. Like, everything has been feeding that little boy that has been Mm. feeding that angry child inside him. And... It's almost like he's, I mean, it's, no, it's definitely like, he's really seeing that for the first time. Mm -hmm. And the young man that he is, like, is just moved to tears by that. Like, he's absolutely It's it's a mental breakdown. It's it's just This is lowest point. This is his nadir this episode. He's totally broken, and he's stripped away all the pretension and artifice that he... Like the armor, like you said, that he had built up of his kind of motivation and like things that he wanted to do. 
It's really yeah. just he's just this angry eight year old still. And it, what a what a wasted ten years. I think he's probably thinking on some level. I would agree. Um, you know what I find really interesting about this is I feel like there's a kind of duality with mm. him because if you yeah. recall my comments from the previous episode, uh, I mentioned that there was kind of a tacit admission on his part that even if he did end up killing Askeladd in this like rigid dual structure that he feels beholden to for the sake of his father's reputation, mm-hmm. that it, he says, and I quote, it'll never be enough. So I, I that's why I pulled that poll yeah. up, like, because I was curious like if people felt the same as I did, which was that he, on some level, and this is why, again, I mentioned the idea of abusive relationships and such, because let's be honest, Askeladd and Thorfinn's relationship is an abusive one. Mm-hmm. It is gaslighting 101. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But yeah, I think that like he understood on some level, maybe not wholly, like, but rather at least intellectually, if not emotionally, that it would gain nothing. But what we see in this episode is rather than him being prospective about his future, even if he won't necessarily totally get it, mm-hmm. he now is retrospective instead. He gets a better understanding of himself as a person, not just by looking forward, but also by looking backwards. And indeed, all those memories, as you say, that we see are just of him suffering in some form or another like the one that i could argue maybe isn't him suffering is when he's having his hair combed but we all know what happens that lady next we do we do yeah and fun times you know i think maybe you know askeladd is very circumspect and and he's very vocal uh and he in his in his long speech it's funny at the end he mentions Ragnarok kind of the end of all things and maybe he feels his time could be uh I mean he's been saying for episodes there's been hinting that he feels like it's the twilight for him and so maybe he's like thinking this kid really needs to get past this shit you know what I mean and the way like Dana said in chat for him to grow up is he really, really had to be broken down. And it's funny that Askeladd tells him the story of how he killed his father because in some ways, Thorfinn has to kill his father, or at least he has to mm-hmm. kill the sort of part that's still living and that's still calling out for some mm-hmm. kind of vengeance within him. He has to kill that monster that's grown up inside of him, and has, yep. and like you said, his, that appetite of that monster will never be filled. It has to be somehow put to rest, and it can't be by, it can't just be by killing Askeladd. Like he's gotta, he's gotta confront it himself. Mm-hmm. He's gotta yep. confront himself with this. I I would agree. I would agree. So yeah, um, what will ultimately happen to in next? I don't know. Um, I mean. I could. I don't think he's going to necessarily immediately ditch the whole vengeance angle, but I think it's going to give How him could pause he? for a you while. Know? I don't know if you. No. If if he just did, it would seem weird. You know, ten years and it's all he's ever known since he was a child. Like that would feel um, odd. He was just like, you know what? Oh, I I, I wouldn't think it would happen immediately. <laughs> but I'm cool. saying that it's going to. He's going to you know have a rethink of this. Go back to the drawing board, perhaps, and whether or not that's the thing he should be doing. All right. So my next talking point. Let's talk about Artorius for a second, right. the myth that Askeladd mentions. Yeah. The Abyss I, Walker it's... with Sif, right? <laughs> no, that's a different one. Okay. No. Wrong stream. Yep. Wrong stream. Yep. No, no Dark um, Souls talk here. You've outlawed it. Mm-hmm. I, I have. I'm sorry. You, you, you have died, I'm afraid. 
get back to the bottom fire so then you can know you can corpse stagger. run mm-hmm. no you're gonna right, talk about so king arthur so artorius right mm-hmm. now Askeladd's um like perspective on this i think is really interesting because i think that he is actually hinting at the lesson if you will that vinland saga wants to teach us and it's something that i think he himself actually realized um because here's the thing right he says that hey it's been 500 years artorias ain't coming and he then silly mentions the end of the world myths of uh christianity and then also of um norse mythology, norse mythology. Mm-hmm. yeah but the thing that's common between all three of these myths is that they all have to come to him or to us rather we have to wait for them to happen. We have to sit down and just, you know, go until finally, you know, the end of the world comes a knocking. But Askeladd, as we see in this episode, took like definitive action to actually sort the problem out. Sure, it took him a while, but he got everything that he wanted in the end. Kind of. Maybe. Possibly. We'll come down a bit. Okay. So... What I find really interesting, though, is if you think about Thorfinn's own mythology, if you will, which is of Vinland, Mm -hmm. Vinland will never come to him. It is something he must go to. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really interesting that the lesson of this show in the end is that it's not necessarily a bad thing to have a dream of, like, a better life, a paradise, if you will. But a paradise must be sought out. It must be something we go and find or create for ourselves. Rather than, you know, the alternative of this event, this grand, like, you know, end of the world, rebirth, blah de blah blah bollocks, comes to us. Yeah, don't wait for heaven. Like, bring heaven to earth. Incarnate it. Yeah. And I think that might also finally click with me why I think Asklad is actually supporting Canute mm-hmm. so much. Totally. Because Canute, as has been very explicitly stated by him, is carving out his own paradise on earth in his own words. And mainly ignoring all the biblical warnings against doing that. But, well, you know. Ah, uh, yeah, no. cares? <laughs> That's what I always I think Canute was. I think Canute was always more old, uh, more New <laughs> Testament than old. I believe. This is the point where someone points out that Babylon was in the New Testament. I'm like, oh shit! No, it's old. <laughs> it's old. It's very yes. old Testament. Yeah. Thank God, if my old Sunday school teacher ever catches me watching, you know, talking about this, she'd like, oh, at least he learned something. <laughs> so yeah. But no, um, I think that's going to be one of the overall lessons of the show, which is that if you want to like make a better like you know life yourself uh you need to actually uh seek it out mm-hmm. uh apparently i'm coming yeah, out dude, so i'm gonna let change. me uh, restart the call here mm-hmm. restarting the call you can't see my face you can only see our discord chatter now you can see us there we are cool oh, no it's gonna change over to I'm changing over to U.S. East, so hopefully that'll Is there a U.S. Out. South or Mid-South? That might be better. There is, apparently. Okay. I, b- I believe it's called Sweet Home Alabama it's called Discord's HQ. Yeehaw Discord. <laughs> That's more of a Texas thing, in fairness. Nascord. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, only only music that one plays is country, unfortunately. Ugh. The um, white hollow vibe country music. You know, that's entirely valid to enjoy it i just it's not for me no it isn't it's not for me don't be don't give credit to these people no apologies folks uh we've just switched over the discord uh, video server to us east rather than us central uh because for some inexplicable reason you know like even though we live in 2019 and yeah admittedly we live on the opposite sides of an ocean uh 
my voice apparently still drops out every now and again. So I'll leave it to you at home to like come up with YouTube subtitles and annotations for us. Like if you want to submit that where I start saying completely random shit like old McDonald, you can do that. I don't mind. But yeah, uh, to round off my point, um, I think that's the show's central thesis. I'll like lesson that it's going to impart on Thorfinn at the end, which is that rather than wait for salvation, you've got to seek out yourself. Now you might say, well, he's kind of doing that, isn't he? With, you know, trying to kill Asgard and all that. But the thing is, like, this is based around that rigid, uh, you know, dual um, right. system that he's got here to preserve his father's reputation, a reputation that is now wholly irrelevant to anyone who isn't for Kel, to be quite honest. Yeah. Like, no one gives a shit about that anymore. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, it's very dependent on other people, on his dad and mm-hmm. on Askeladd, and not really to do with anything that he, I don't know, anything beyond that. That, like you said, isn't like beholden to like an honor code. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So uh, that's one point I'll make, and I'll pass it back over to you. Okay. Interesting line. I like to diagnose the individual lines. Um, Canute, who didn't really play a super big part on this episode, like has mm-hmm. some interesting moments. Really briefly, this has nothing to do with the point I'm going to make, but I just want to point out that at a certain point in the story, um, when Askeladd is talking about, uh, you know, his mom uh, having a breakdown and him fighting his dad, it cuts to Canute's face, and Canute is just looking down at him like, God, you poor bastard. <laughs> like, it's great. Well, the thing is, Canute's got to do the same thing. Yeah. 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 And he's like, oh, shit, maybe I should be taking notes. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I'd like well, to imagine it, in my that head. That's where it ends up, but like in the middle of the story, he's just like, oh, my God. Mm. <laughs> you know? Do you, re- do you reckon do you reckon Asgard set them homework? I want a I thousand so. word essay on my test yeah. by the end of tomorrow. And if you fucking double line space it forfeit, I'll give you an F. <laughs> no, no upsizing to 14 point font. You yeah, exactly. motherfuckers exactly. get it in the Google Drive stat. Um uh, Forfin, fuck you is not a uh, acceptable <laughs> essay answer. It's significantly below the word count and does not actually address the topic I put forward. Uh try again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh incomplete. So Canute, uh, at the end of the big monologue, asks Askeladd, mm-hmm. why me? Uh, why don't you just, you know, you, you've laid out the same reasons basically that I laid out in my episode, like about wanting to make utopia for your own self with your own hands. Uh, why don't you just do that? Why don't you make yourself the king? Why'd you pick me? And uh, interestingly enough, so... Earlier in the talk, he talked about how much he hates warriors. They're not beautiful. They're just, they're people without beauty, people full of greed. I mean, they are. to be fair, the first scene we see of Olaf, like, obviously this is something that Asgard already knew about, but this is what we get presented with as the honest, is him riding him with a head. Yep. Hey boys, check what I brought home, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, love Like he's just brought back, like, like he's just brought back, you know, KFC takeout. What? <laughs> I got Taco Bell. It was two for exactly. Tuesday. Uh, but yeah, he says he hates warriors, especially Vikings. Like that, they are they're people without beauty, and they're everywhere. Um, I've always hated them. When Canute says, "Why don't you be the king?" Askeladd says, "I'm just a Viking. Uh, you are meant to be like the true king of kings that will create a paradise. You will." I guess it's like you'll be the king of these people, but you're you'll sort of make them, or maybe make a beautiful place, kind of 
move away from whatever it is that is Viking now. Um, and like, I just loved, I loved that so much because again, it shows Asclad has these um, layers to him. He understands that he's not a good person, even though mm -hmm. like he's has all the shit that he's fighting against, right? Um, all this kind of injustice and cruelty he sees. He understands mm -hmm. that like he's become a part of that. He's gotten sucked into it. And just because he hates it, it doesn't mean that he's like apart from it. He's still just a Viking. And Canute has a chance to be like so much more than that. I just thought that was such a cool observation on his part. And I love that line, I'm just a Viking. I thought it was so, so great. I'm surprised he identified as one, to be quite honest, given that they are Danes, you know, by by default. But I guess that that maybe his own his own ways of admitting he can't escape like the legacy of of it of his father and how he was raised. Totally, because he obviously he wasn't raised by Olaf per se, at least not until he was starting to be trained by him. But I did mention that specific image of the forging of the axe mm -hmm. as a very deliberate like highlight of this is how Askeladd, as we know him, was created. Yeah. So yeah, yeah it seems I like... think maybe that's maybe that's just an admission on his part that as much as he hates the Vikings and the Danes and you know would prefer to identify as Welsh, that he can't escape it somehow. No. And that ties in with the line also of the sword felt natural, it was like his blood was flowing through my veins, cursed though it is. Yeah. It made him he said it made me so embarrassed, like he wants to cry, but like mm -hmm. he can't escape it. You know, that was it's just so kind of awesome, like to have Again, this person who's willing to like put all this sin and darkness on his back and knows that he's just fucking going to hell, so to speak. Not literally, but like, you know, that he is in no way like a good person, but he's working mm -hmm. for a better future for everyone because he sees that the world is just so ugly right now. And like, mm -hmm. he's part of it, you know, he's contributed to it. But and he oh, still yeah. recognizes how bad it is. Like it's so interesting to me. Hmm. So, my next talking point, open question for you all, folks. Like, was it worth it for Asclad in the end to have done everything that he's done? Because I think it's a very deliberate choice on the writer's part to not fill in so much more of the gaps between the point where we leave off. I mean, let's go chronological, right? We have, you know, the back. Uh, sorry, the flashback of him, like, killing Olaf. Let's use that as the starting point. Then, of course, him picking up Lydia and taking her off the sh onto the shore mm -hmm. of Wales. And then fast forward several decades until he is first seen with Floki, and then the highlight of that moment of that time period is him killing Fors. Mm -hmm. And then flash forward again to present day. So four distinct moments there throughout Asclad's past, but there are substantial gaps between but I think that, you know, that if we had it fleshed out too much um, in terms of... Uh, he did, Yuki, um, yeah. but that's the thing. That does not appear to have uh, borne fruit. We don't know for certain, mind you. It could have happened and maybe sold it off. Mm -hmm. Who knows? But I think that the ambiguity of what happened to Asgard between those times, I'm actually really okay with totally. that. Because I think, it, I think it leaves it up for debate and discussion that indeed can... You know, ambiguity can be well. Mystery is okay. Yeah. Yeah, well, mystery on whether or not it was all worth it. Because 
For all that, like, you know, we see this very discreet point in time where Askeladd feels a strong sense of injustice about his mother has been treated, the second part of that timeline that we are presenting in this show is of him destroying another young boy's life yep. for nothing more than money. Was it worth it in the end? I mean... So he certainly I think, has very little to show for it right now. Yeah. I, th- I think, wasn't the Vinland Reddit talking about this in a... In a the, the way they phrased the question was like, oh, Askeladd is so much cooler and better than Thorfinn oh, or whatever. Oh, fuck my life. But this is, I feel like, Can another I... way of asking. You're asking... You're, I would answer both questions the same way, I think. And... Oh man, can I can I address that for a oh, moment? Of course. I really I need I need to let off a little bit on this one. Floor is yours. <sighs> Alright. So there's a certain like category of characters which I would call anti-heroes or, you know, sympathetic antagonists. Uh, the Joker is one of them. I would argue that now Fumi from Shield Hero counts, even though that I've said my piece. Are those anti-heroes? I don't know. No, 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 no. (laughs) Give me... I'll explain. Okay, all right. Fair enough. I'll I'll explain. Here's the thing, though, right? Uh, There's now Fumi. There's Rorschach from Watchmen. Uh, Mm -hmm. There are, like, there's... What was his name from... uh, What was his name from Scarface again? Tony Montana? Like a... Tony... uh, Montana? Was it... Was it not Montana? Tony Montana? I thought it was Tony... I don't know. Why why am I thinking of Tony uh, Montana? Montoya? You and I are, you I don't know. You you and I are too deep Montoya? into anime the fact we can't remember fucking classic. <laughs> oh, I've never seen Scarface, so that's my excuse. Anyway, anyway, uh and of course Walter that White. That guy from Psychopath. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. A great phrase. Sorry. So, what's the common trend between all the characters that I've talked about here and this includes Ascalad is that they are framed in such a way as that we end up well, in certain cases more than others at least liking them despite the fact that they commit horrible, horrible acts. And here's the thing, right? I I find it really, really annoying when people can't seem to grasp the concept that you are you can like them, but you're not meant to, how shall we say, associate with them. You're not like endorsing them. them. You know what I mean? This is how to live your life. Yeah, Walter White is fighting back against like the corrupt society that caused him to have no money for his medication. Okay, fine, but you do see all the awful shit he does, including murdering people, you know, and letting a kid die. But uh, he's cool, you know. man. He has to say cool lines and kick people's asses. Yeah. So I- I'm very sorry to say, would be Vinland Saga redditors, if you're watching this show and you can't grasp that Askeladd is not better than Thorfinn. Because of everything the show presents overtly about how his life was destroyed and ruined from the moment he was basically born, and how Ian Turner's then passed that like legacy onto others, such as I don't know, Forfin, then I'm absolutely staggered that you're even watching the show to begin with, because that's the entire point of the show. That this is all tragic. It's not good in any way, shape, or form, and Askeladd winning the duels over and over is not something for him to necessarily be proud of beyond simply being alive. It doesn't make him woke, for fuck's sake. I mean, when you're missing the point... (laughs) This this was just like from the... I'm just making that Mm -hmm. up. I mean, I don't know if anyone's actually called Askeladd woke. I hope they haven't, because I think I'd throw up. Askeladd, a hero of the LGBT community. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Um, But the point I'm trying to make is, if you are missing the point of the show more than the actual characters in the show itself... 
you might want to rewatch it and pay close attention. Just, you know. I'm just saying. I mean, Vinland Saga is not an action show, as I've said before. It has action in it, certainly. But there are plenty of, like, you know, other elements to show that are much more important than the fight scenes in it. As much as I like the idea of, you know, Forkel playing battleships. Just saying. So, I, I would implore you, like, be careful when you cover... I mean, we, you and I, Doc, I mean, are brother, I'll speak for myself. We've fallen into that pitfall here. I, I fell into it, getting behind Askeladder and forgetting, like, oh yeah, shit, he's a fucking, like, rapist, murdering, like, you know, psychopath. I don't know if we forgot, but we were just like... No, we did. I, I, de I definitely did at one cool. point. I mean, he's, he's just an interesting character, too. Well, that, that well that's why I pointed out the... Yeah. That's why I pointed out the pitfall of the episode where we get to see him, like, being taken on the boat, for example. Like, look at this guy. Look at how cool mm -hmm. he is. But bear in mind all the events that preceded yeah. him. And that's why I still hold that as a mistake on this show as part that it should have put that at the very beginning so we could then build him downwards rather than build him upwards. But I've already made that point. So, yeah, uh, Villain Saga fans, like, the, the show is very explicit about all of this is bad, all of this is awful, and it should not be allowed to continue. But they please don't mistake that. But you see, the key the but, key oh, image fuck. here is that like you get that scene at the beginning of this episode. <laughs> You're not listening to me. No, you put those back on right now. Put them on. You need to hear this. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm no, okay. Fine. You need to hear this. Uh, Askeladd owned. The... You're not listening to me. You've taken off the. He's taken off the earphones and he's pouring himself a mead. Uh, and he's just gonna ignore my point. Um, I'm not really sure why here. <laughs> I'm being totally being facetious, and he knows I am being facetious. I'm. <laughs> I'm. I am kidding. Uh, Carry no, on. No, no. The well. The, it's the kind of the kind of people you're talking about are the kind of people that would see the two characters fighting and be like, "Oh, Askeladd owned him, and he knows everything. Like he completely downloaded him, you know. So he's like way better and cooler, um, because he fucking teabagged him essentially. <laughs> and um, that's just yeah, totally like not the point as you were saying of the show. And you know, going back to what. I think a lot of the questions we've we've been asking are kind of related, right? Because going back to, um, does does Askeladd really want Thorfinn to kill him? Like, I, you know, you was it you? I think that said that maybe there's still like a small kernel of goodness in there. I mean, I, think, I would say so. Yeah, uh, like I think he a tiny little bit, but right? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, and I think. I think that part wavers, you know, where he might actually want Thorfinn to kill him. Like, his desire to fucking leave this mortal coil might trump, like, his understanding that if he does this, I don't know, maybe it'll, like, ruin Thorfinn's life even more. But at the same time, he's already ruined Thorfinn's life up to this point in these last ten years. Mm -hmm. So, no, yeah, I mean, it's... Clearly, he is... He is uh, the bad guy. Interesting villain and antagonist, though he may be, he is absolutely... Villain and antagonist. Yeah, he is absolutely an antagonist. Um, not not meant to be, like, endorsed. And that, but that's fine. Like, it's totally fine to, like, be into oh, the character yeah. and everything like that. Um, you just need to have that, like, sense of perspective and step back a little bit and think, okay, no, I shouldn't be, like, 
cool with this kind of character in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and Thorfinn, I think, is he's still so young, and he's still there's still a chance for him not to like grow into a monster, like Askeladd mm-hmm. is, and. Because of that, like we should be rooting for him not to turn into Askeladd. We should be rooting for him not to get his revenge. Mm-hmm. Because Askeladd, you know, killing his first uh, innocent person there, um, presumably, uh, was like the start down his no, evil no witnesses. Path. Yeah, yeah. And like we don't want Thorfinn to like go down this road and completely lose his humanity. Um, but mm-hmm. was it all worth it for Askeladd? Was your question here to start this off? Um, I'm gonna say, well, was it all worth it to him or to me? Because to, to him, to me, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, to me, no, <laughs> no. But yeah, to, I think I think the both of I think the both of so I think he has some kind of understanding, like that it has all been a complete wash. I mean, come on, the end of the episode is him burying the one person he could arguably have ever called a true friend, right? He has nothing left at this point. Mm-hmm. The only thing he has left is the baggage that is Thorfinn. A baggage that he needs to, you know, check out and dispose of, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And he does. Was it worth it to him? No. To to Askeladd. Oh, boy. I mean, we've I'd say no because we've seen him at better places throughout the course of the actual show's run. Like, you know, the <laughs> the Viking rap album cover. Yeah. J- jokes aside, that's still a pretty strong high point for him. I guess. But like what what was the meaning of it to him? I, I don't, don't think know. there was I don't think I think it was just literally what he knew, but he was succeeding at yeah. it. Yeah. But he seems like the kind of sort of reflective person that would not get any actual satisfaction out of that. Despite, like, on the surface, enjoying the comforts of money and uh, power. Like, he he feels like a person who would think about, like, the meaning of his own life. You know what I mean? And... But if that's the case, why did he not stop himself from doing all the awful things he did? Because he, at the same time, can't really fight... He can't fight it, right? Because he's a Viking. Mm, Because he's his father's son. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's and it's lights with me, yeah, may not. and it's like probably, d- despite how anguished it can make you in terms of existential thinking, most of the time a human being is going to like pick the path where they live, where they just the survive, the path of least resistance. Yeah, where, and yeah. and I feel like he probably made a lot of decisions like based on survival, and then got a taste for wealth, you know, because that's better than living uncomfortably and being in poverty. Mm. So I don't know, man, it's a lot of speculation, but uh, I probably not. It's, and maybe that's sort of why, like, I feel, I want to feel like part of him still wants to make sure Thorfinn doesn't become him because he doesn't think his own life has been worth it. And that's Mm. why it felt, it felt so cruel, but it also felt like, really necessary at this point for Thorfinn to like kind of be broken. Yeah. I mean, it's like I say for all that Thorfinn lost the duel physically because he got the shit kicks out of him. That's nothing compared to what Askeladd visits on him next. Mm -hmm. 
the truth hurts more than and you know being you know punch can sometimes i suppose 100%. so i'll have a final question for actually for you doc because like i say this is the last point in which you and i are going to be discussing this live on air when asgard dies because i feel fairly confident that's going to happen yeah. at some point in the show yeah. do you think he will apologize to Thorfinn before he expires hell no <laughs> what is he just is he just gonna like say fuck yeah, you, kid. yeah and then yeah. and then and then rigor mortis sets in so that way the finger is permanently flipped the bird is permanently yeah. flipped he's Thorfinn. gonna be like come here lean in closer don't forget I beat you unarmed <laughs> like yeah no I Force was a pussy <laughs> I could have taken your dad straight up. <laughs> no, like, I, yeah, I don't think it'll be... You look ridiculous with a knife hand. I don't think he really wears remorse very well, Askeladd. So I have with a knife hand. So I feel like he will say something that, um... I mean, don't get me wrong, if he does, I'll shed a little tear. But, like, I think he might say something a little bit cryptic, sort of like meant to push Thorfinn on, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And keep him thinking and keep him uh moving forward. Uh that's would be my prediction. So I don't I don't mm -hmm. think he's gonna <laughs> Sophie. He'd be the uh he'd be entombed in a sarcophagus and that's also flipping the birds. <laughs> yeah. It's incredible. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Um I have a final question. I've, oh, I've, no, you I've, answer I've, your I've question, that, then I'll ask you. I, I, I've, 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 either that or Askeladd's going to have that, like, cockeyed, like, ha-ha, look on him mm -hmm. when, he, when he goes. I don't know. Like, I don't think maybe he'd apologize to Thor necessarily, but I think he's going to have some final words for him, uh, some sagely thoughts, mm -hmm. I suppose. He's probably going to... He might not apologize to him, but I think he's probably going to be more... Well, I'm not going to say honest necessarily, because he's certainly brutally honest. He's he's uh, incredibly honest in this episode. Uh to a fault, yeah. shall we say. Mm -hmm. But rather, um, I think that in the final moment that he'll have with Thorfinn, he'll probably not be quite so barbarous about yeah. it. I think, I'm not saying he's going to suddenly become like, you know, I always thought of you as my son. <laughs> he's not going to do that. He's not going to do that treacly, syrupy shit. That ain't going to happen. But he's going to, you know, move away from saying, Thorfinn, do you know what's beside, in between your ears? Fucking nothing. <laughs> He did say that you're an idiot, and I beat yep. you because you're. If I shook idiot. if I shook your head, it would make sound like a uh, two ping pong balls inside of, <laughs> inside of inside of vase. Uh, no, he 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 would probably be somewhere closer, not to you know being saccharine about it, but at least you know saying maybe he has a little bit of respect for him. Thorfinn, little bit. Thorfinn, lean in. This is my final word to you. Look in my back pocket. Got you a gift card. The brains are us. <laughs> sorry, sorry, you're leaving. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Hallman card. Oh fuck! God. Um. Congratulations on your new job. <laughs> 
Oh, welcome to the farm. Uh, make, 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 can you make a poll out of that, Doc, where what would be uh, Asclad's final... Uh, if Asclad gave a card to Thorfinn after he died, what would the message on it be? I want to know. I want to know what people think of that. Okay, I will be on that. Uh, <laughs> it'll be up momentarily. But I have two quick final points I want to make. Uh, first of all, uh, I, I <sighs> mentioned this earlier, but I just want to say again, I think that this episode... It's probably the best looking episode in the show. Mm. It looked beautiful. And, you know, like you said, it had the really fluid sword fighting stuff. But, like, I think also just um, all the, the sort of more still shots in the, the uh, snow and the moonlight. Um, or, no, it's actually dawn. It just looks pretty gray. But... Um, you know, Askeladd talking and Thorfinn's uh, expressions and all that stuff uh, mm-hmm. looked tremendous. I think the show has never looked better than it has this week. Can I also add, by the way, just I, I haven't read the manga, so I apologize if this was in it. But I love the fact they took the time to animate Askeladd actually wiping the snow from that little like brick verge that he sit- brought brick wall that he sits on. Mm hmm. You could, in theory, have completely skipped that and saved yourself animating it. Just have him sat on there. I probably wouldn't have questioned, like, oh, God, he's going to get a wet ass by sitting on some snow. I'd have never have thought that. I know. But they actually took time to animate it, which I thought was really neat. Totally. So kudos to... Totally. Um, oh, sorry, did you have another thought about this? No, nope, no. Nope. Okay. Nope. My Carry last on. question to you. Do you think Askeladd enjoyed it? Enjoyed beating the shower off him? That's not how you, no, that's not, all right, we'll try this again. Do you think Askeladd enjoyed it? Enjoyed what? Uh, it's, Living rent-free in Thorfinn's head. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, it, oh. yeah. Sorry, uh, oh God. I don't think he may have actively enjoyed it, necessarily. I am... Because he doesn't strike me like... I mean, certainly he's been gaslighting for off in all these years, but I think that... And by the way, this is not me endorsing it in the slightest or trying to diminish the horror of it. But he was very utilitarian about why he was doing it, which was that he was a useful tool. Admittedly, there were times when he was snarky for like, you know, like, well, you know, you get me that head and whatever, and et cetera, et cetera. Um, I think that, in honesty, like, I think that maybe he thought of him more as a burden because... As confident as Askeladd is, like, there's always that little possibility that Thorfinn might have, you know, followed in his footsteps and murdered him in his sleep any given moment. So while I think he may have ultimately had a good uh, handle on him, I don't think that he had a complete handle on him necessarily. Um, so I wouldn't say that he enjoyed it necessarily. I'd say he Thorfinn served a function, uh, but that function is now out of there. And I think that, you know, a part of Askeladd's uh, final like duel with him is him lying, finally coming loose after all this time and just taking the his feelings out, particularly his grief. I'd argue, like if Bjorn hadn't died previously, he might have gone a little easier on Thorfinn. Yeah, I thought they were going to like use him once they were done with him as the assassin, uh, and then have him take the fall. But clearly, they he needs to that that situation might result in his death. <laughs> he can't die. This is the main character, so. Um, mm. yeah, so that's, I think that's all the talking points I have though, is, is, uh, mm-hmm. we talked about, uh, all the great scenes and how great the show looks and the music 
phenomenal once again this episode. Really just mm. like the backbone, the the underscoring beautifully it's everything. Been wonderfully melancholy. Mm-hmm. And again, would be uh, Vinland Saga Redditors, pay attention to the music because that should hopefully set the mood more than anything else. It's so, so, like, the episode was so somber and, like, really kind of achingly beautiful because of the music and mm-hmm. things like that. Uh, and just the way I... it looked. And the content, oh, for poor, poor Thorfinn. <laughs> and he's now, I feel like he's, we got to be going forward on the up. I don't know if it can get much worse for the kid in terms of what he's invested just to in. Yuki, just to answer Yuki's point there that Thorfinn can't read, so that's why he wouldn't get a card. It would be one of those like fold-out cards and it would just be Askeladd's face, smiling and grinning all the while. Just like stick figure drawings. With a, with a, with a little pull-down mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> An insert, like a song that, that plays yeah. like a, a really annoying, like, you know, I don't know, hip-hop Christmas song or something. More than likely, more than likely. Um, I I don't know if things are going to necessarily get any better. Mm, can they get worse? Rather, I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure they can for him. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I, I don't know. I mean, we've got like, I know for a fact that we've got at least three more arcs, which I don't know if they'll get adaptations nine to an anime. Uh, but I'm going to say that like, that's a long time for things to get better. Oh, I actually have one final plot, uh, not plot point, sorry, talking point I want to bring up, and that's just the idea of pacing. So, I've complained before about Vinland Saga's pacing, and I think that that's, as I say, like, why I had the feeling, if not the actual objective understanding, uh, that Mikosa Yukimura uh, kind of was finding the story as he went along. Now, again, whether or not it's true or not, I don't know, don't say that's gospel. But I actually really like the idea of this episode being a bit slower in what it's about. Because if you think about it, the only things that really physically happen are the duel and Bjorn's body being carried away and Thorfinn's like breakdown at the end. The rest of it is just literally them sitting and talking. And I'm actually entirely okay with this because it fits that kind of like standardized, like dramatic narrative curve where, you know, you start off slow, you build up slow, build up slow... So having a little bit of downtime here for some hard truths to be doled out, I think fits the uh, build-ups to the finale quite well. It's, you know, it's it's not an episode that, like, to me, it felt like certainly a lot happened a lot could be read from it. But there wasn't a lot of action in it necessarily, notwithstanding the fact that Thorfinn gets, you know, air-juggled. So... I like the idea of pacing being in this one as it is like, you know, that, hey, we need a little bit of downtime, even, you know, if it's going to be quite brutal before the build up to the big finale with King Swain. So, yeah, just, uh, you know, again, another example of where the show does things right. All right. So Doc's gone in absentia. I don't know why. Presumably he's gone buying himself a bottle of mead because, you know, this stuff is actually quite nice, I must admit. But again, I cannot drink probably any more of it than I've already had this evening because it will otherwise get me wankered. Uh, it is, let's see, fourteen point five percent So I'm saving this for over Christmas. So before he gets back, I'm just going to round out with a couple of uh, things. Uh, first off, I want to thank all of you who've joined us in the chat today, uh, and indeed throughout the course of doing Stream of Thought on Vinland Saga, uh, for just for your support and being here and talking to us and getting involved and engaged with the discussions. I always really, really do appreciate that. So thank you very much, everyone, for doing that. It's really, really good of you. If uh, you are looking to support us in other ways just than simply being here, we do, of course, have a Patreon. Uh, that is at patreon.com forward slash show. 
Uh, we have free tiers on that. You've got $2, $3, $5. You get yourself a couple of nice benefits, including access to our Discord where we host game nights. We do uh, open discussions like a oh, live little community on here. We're all really good people. Uh, and you can also ask us questions to be answered on stream in the Discord such as Fairwolf did earlier. Uh, you then get access to early content, including our second stream series, which is about Kabukicho Sherlock, the little show that couldn't. Uh, you also then get access to early features, such as our Christmas Ghiblis. You get access to other content that remains Patreon exclusive. Uh, and you also get the opportunity to actually request uh, us to cover particular shows if you subscribe to the highest uh, tier. I, for example, have previously covered a Kikanon request and Tokyo Godfathers, uh, and I will be covering Flag in the new year as hey. well. I can't so, wait for that. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Plenty, plenty of great features and plenty of great incentives for you to take a look at our Patreon. As I say, it's only five dollars a month maximum, as little as two dollars. Give it a look, see if you want to get in on that. Uh, anyway, I'll round out the rest of our, uh, <clears throat> I'll round the rest of our discussion uh, at the end. But let's go now over to summarizing the episode. So, Doc, I'm gonna pass it over to you first. Rating the episode. Um, mm -hmm. Oh, so I just, um, I thought of a uh, another oh. point on my brief journey um, that we didn't bring up. And that was, uh, so we talked about how Askeladd and Canute kind of parallel each other in terms of like where they've ended up. You know what I mean? Like they both have decided mm. to uh, create paradise with their own hands. Um, mm -hmm. And I think it kind of both happened for them in a similar-ish sort of way. Like, they both, even though it doesn't talk about Askeladd being a, like a religious person, I think he still had a moment where he lost his faith. Like Canute, he lost his faith in the legend of Artorius. Um, because he says, like, right in that moment when my dad was about to kill my mom, which, holy shit, um, I knew that if he wasn't going to swoop down and like save her, someone who believed in him her whole life, he wasn't going to do anything. Whether he's real or not, it just doesn't matter. He's not going to do anything. So I have to do it. Mm. So they but they both have that kind of um, big similar bullet point too, like a loss of faith leading to uh, this new outlook that they both ended up having. Like, like I say, rather than, you know, laid paradise comes to you, you've got to create for mm -hmm. yourself and go seek it out, which is the Vinland saga of the title of the show. Yeah. yeah. So, um... Uh... I loved this episode a whole hell of a lot. I thought it was really paying off a lot. Uh, it has really rewarded our long-term investment here, which is the thing that I love when shows do. Um, and I think narratively, it's as strong as it's ever been. The characters are paying off visually, aesthetically musically strong as it's ever been i'm going the full five baby arby's five for five uh five uh 500 uh, year old uh heroic legends that are uh irrelevant to your life out of five mm. uh, i am going to give this episode four and a half um sorry again sorry, four and a half ask lads homework assignments out of five um mainly because I, like I say, I like the episode a lot. It is, as I said, while you were in ab uh, absentia, uh, it's kind of downtime before the end. And those are the best. That's <laughs> no, that 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 itself is a good thing. But I'm also not going to pretend that this is not necessarily virgin territory covering here, because we've certainly had these points brought about before. We're covering more of Asgard's backstory, but we already had plenty to go off with anyway. That wasn't 
It was nice to see, but not yeah, but the moment. Necessary. The moment. Yes, yes. Carrying yes. hey, of the Bjorn. Giving, I'm, st- the, the I'm duel. still getting it four and a half. <laughs> I'm still getting it four and a half out of five. So don't get me wrong, it's still so, a great episode. Yeah. But I just think there are better. But I thought I thought you might say this, and I think <laughs> that game predicts. I think. Oh shit! Judging, I, why do you hate it so much? Why did you rate it four and a half? Why do you? Uh, hate why did? This show? did what the fuck? Are you? Are you? Are you? Are you, are you like a triple A game I developer? Am. I am. Pissy over Metacritic IGN, scores. Why did you only give us a nine? Uh, out of ten. I use the whole buffalo. Oh, well, God damn it! So I think yes, like there's some stuff that's redrawn, and we're retold some stuff, but we're given so much context and. W- we're given it those scenes to us in such a beautiful way. I think if you abstract the episode and just look at it as an episode and judge the content mm-hmm. they're in, like it's just amazing. I mean, I sort of don't care that it's stuff we already knew. Um, it's a- enough like character development and emotional payoff and incredible moments that really like to me it's like this is one of the strongest episodes of anime i've seen this year mm-hmm. well I- i'm just racing it relative to the rest of the show which is saying i think there are episodes of this show that are best than that which is still pretty high bar though don't get me wrong anyway uh so i'll just wrap up by saying that i've already covered of course our patron stuff uh, if you're looking to support us uh, on the free side of things uh, feel free to give us a like subscribe comment share the usual you know smashing your advanced keyboard kind of social media business uh on whatever service you may find us on be it youtube itunes soundcloud or the like all that always helps our discoverability so definitely give that a look see if you get the time uh otherwise i think that brings us to the end of this particular stream of thought and the end of our Not live quite. streams for two we have to update the twitter polls Oh, shit, you're right. Sorry, I keep forgetting about that. All right. Go on, then. Lay on me, Doc. <clears throat> you can find these at What Are We Death Show on Twitter. You can vote for an entire week on these polls, and we will bring you the results the next time we get together to talk about the saga of Vinland. Poll number one. Have you heard of the Marshmallow Times anime? Uh, 82% say, the fuck is that? And <laughs> 9% say, sure. And 9% say they've seen every episode, which I'm highly dubious about. <laughs> Just, that is a suspect 9%. Um, poll number two. Does Askeladd actually want Thorfinn to kill him? Courtesy of Theowulf. Uh, 56% say yes, 44% say no. So pretty split so far. Poll three. I think my headphones may have come undone, so I can't hear you. But I've fixed them. I haven't said anything. Does Olaf look like an aged up Maximilian dude? 57% Mm -hmm. say, and 43% say, maybe. The answer is yes. Poll four. Does this episode have the best action scenes in the show? 88% say yes. And finally, our newest poll. Uh, when Askeladd dies, say he gets Thorfinn a card, what would it say? Four possible <laughs> answers. Welcome to your new job at 60%. Gift card to Brains R Us, 40%. I'm sorry at 0% and fuck you at 0%. <laughs> so those are the polls. Oh, man. 
Anyway, thank you everyone for taking part in those polls. Uh, thank you very much for joining us for the final live stream of 2019 from Warrior Dash Show. We'll be back in 2020 to wrap up uh, Vinland Saga. Um, depending on the outcome of the poll, I would again stress these. Jack about our uh, Twitter to have a look at that and just get your thoughts in on how you want us to approach these final two episodes. Because we'll do it either way. We can do both episodes simultaneously on the 7th or we can do uh, regular podcasts over the course of the next two weeks. And, but we would very much like your opinion to on just that. be completely clear, what what we mean by podcast is audio only because I will not have mm -hmm. my streaming set up with me um, over the Christmas holidays. So um, they will be, you know, there will be a YouTube like thing with just a still image or something, but it won't be the current setup that you see. So if you're going for weekly podcasts, it will be an audio only thing. But if you want the uh, the full the full watery death show experience of stream of thought then that will take place uh, in the new year on the 7th where we'll cover the last two episodes before we get to uh, our uh, new show, which should we talk about what that is here or should we wait on that? Okay. Yes. I, I say do it now just because right, Let me pull up the title the, because I don't know. the. I can't remember the full title of it, but you stall while oh. I pull it up. Oh, man. Don't, don't make me like... All right, let's find this. Yeah. <laughs> This piece of shit cost me like three quid off Amazon. Look at it. And it honestly feels like it it feels like it was designed to fit like, you know, someone whose head is perfectly spherical like a bowling ball. And you know, I've got a big fond and all that, so it just kind of sits on there. But oh well. It'll be a memento to go on my shelving behind there in memory of covering Vinland saga. Still googling. Still trying to find it. Still still Stall. furiously Stall googling. For time. <laughs> Oh my this is god, terrible. like oh my god. Um waiting for you to load. Alright, I'm scrolling. Scrolling. Scrolling on Anichart here. Um Are we watching the next season of Shield here? Is that you. what that's we, not we're happening ever? Um Well <laughs> Uh where the fuck is it, dude? Ah, uh, nah, no. Are you? Oh, come on! You're telling me you not be not be up for watching, you know, now Fumi's like latest antics in you know Shield Hero Topia, where he gets to be a complete prick to everyone. I'm not up for that. No, thank you. That's my job, isn't it? You're gonna make me do I that, am. aren't you? You're gonna put me. Uh, you're gonna put me in like the uh, the chair setup from uh, Clockwork Orange. Put me through the Ludovico technique, completely and utterly straight jacketed. Mm -hmm. Made me watch that entire mm -hmm. piece of shit. Uh, I, I'm gonna have to decide, by the way, in the coming days, like you know, what my favorite and worst anime of the year uh, were. And like, I already know what my favorite anime of the year is, but there's actually like a crowded bottom section for worst anime. And the best thing about that is that all of them are bad in their own way. That feels like personal to me. Uh -huh. So it's it's hard to pick. It's like deciding, okay. Which one is the most, like, which one of these, like, completely lethal waste me to die is my worst, fav like, thing, you know? Is it, like, you know, being shot in the head? Is it taking cyanide? I don't know. <laughs> so I, I basically got to pick, like, my poison on which one's the worst. In case you're curious what my worst shows are, folks, uh, since we'll just turn this into a little bit of distraction while okay, Doc tries to... Okay, I found it. I know, finally so I found it. I okay. found it. It's, okay. It took me forever because another news item about this guy kept popping up on my my feed but um no i we are gonna cover 
Um, okay, just making sure. And because I was reading that it was a live, there was a live action adaptation, and I was like, oh shit, am I just wrong about this anime when it's coming out? I'm not. They say that's uh, not it anime? is an anime as well. Um, uh, so it starts on January 5th. It is a series by Studio Science Saru. It is directed by one of the greatest mm-hmm. directors of our time, Masaki Yuasa. It's yeah, we're back keep with our boy. Off Azokun Kin, Azokin, Azokin, Azokin. Keep your hands off Azokin, Niwa Teo Dasna. Uh, yeah, uh, we're just gonna call it Keep Your Hands, hands off. off Azokin. And the reason I was like having trouble finding it is because. A, I didn't remember the title, so I couldn't just Google the title. I, I couldn't find it on any chart. And when I Googled, like, Misaki Yuasa 2020, it also turns out that Misaki Yuasa is set to direct Japan Sinks 2020 um, and put that on Netflix, like a 10-episode anime thing. Um, he's, he's very, very busy. busy. Science Saru, putting in the good work. Uh, but yeah, Azoken, we're definitely going uh, to be watching that. And as far as what we do on our second stream, we'll be uh, asking our patrons via poll uh, what we're doing. Flat, free <laughs> us. Set us free. Please. Set yourselves free let from me, fucking... Let me out of Sherlock jail, you gits. <laughs> Man, it is um, not the worst show we've ever done for this podcast. It's one of the worst shows I've seen this year, though, just, to be honest. It's super boring, dude. It's just not, I'm not excited about oh, it at God. all. It's not, yeah. Nah. But like, it's like I say, though, you know, uh, the worst shows for the year that I've seen personally, uh, they like all have their own unique ways of being wretched, so it's hard for me to pick which one uh, is going to be the worst. I mean, I'll give you the shortlist here, folks, and you can like have it out amongst yourselves after we conclude which one I ultimately hated the most. Uh, Shield Hero. No surprises there. Uh, Akikin, admittedly not released this year, but still very much, you know, raw Shield in my Hero, mind. Shield Hero wasn't released uh, this year, was it? Oh, wait a minute, it no, was? No, it was, it was 20. Oh, stop. God, I thought it was last year. Okay. No, I, I would have liked that. There'd been more time mm-hmm. for me to recover from it. Um, One Punch Man Season 2. Yeah, that was oofed. And Kabuki Show Sherlock. Mm-hmm. That's like the... That's like the bottom four. I have not watched much bad anime this year, sadly. I want to watch some bad anime again. That's my job. Look, I've told you this before, and I want our listeners and viewers to listen. If you go back to our Elfin Lead and Phantom episodes, I too suffered in a way that was comedic. I enjoy watching bad shit too. This is why, you know... Mystery Bando Theater exists because I wanted us to watch like fucking Garzy's Wing and shit. Mm. Uh. Yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> so, you know, Garzy's Wing originated from Wales, no wonder Ascalife like gave right. up on his fucking home country. <laughs> and I suppose that's as good as note as any for us to wrap up on then. So, uh, thank you all very much for joining us. I hope you have a wonderful holiday yep. and new year if you don't hear from us between now and then. Um, look after yourselves and, well, as always, everyone, embrace your the look, NC out universe. For, look out for Good the Ghiblies, and we'll see you in the new year with Vinland and Azokin. Good night. Good night.